With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, and welcome to the Fix Your Sex Podcast, where we talk all things sex. I am your host, Amina, and I'm a sacred sex coach, tantric body worker, pleasure activist, and all-around sexual revolutionary. I'm here to share my thoughts and hot takes on how and why we are still having bad sex in the 21st century and providing some solutions and tips so that you can start to have great sex for the rest of your lives. Quick disclaimer, this podcast is for grown-ups. There's sensitive topics being discussed, so if profanity or conversations about sex bother you, you should probably leave now. All right. So on today's show, I'm going to talk about hymens, <laughs> receiving pleasure, and the perfect blowjob. But first, I want to thank all of you listeners who have come over to the dark side and are supporting me and this initiative and my work on Patreon. Um, We are now up to 83 patrons, and we have a goal of reaching 100 by the end of the year. With just a little over a month left before 2020, I'm hoping that some of you will take the time to head on over and support Um. It's patreon.com forward slash ATL Tantra. And you can support anywhere from a dollar on up. There are several tiers, some with some great perks and benefits, especially especially if you're local to Atlanta and you want to come to events, or if you keep missing some of the classes and you want to watch the replay. So either way, um, you should probably join over. You should go over and check us out, okay? Okay, so now... For the Proho tip. Today's Proho tip is there is no such thing as a hoe phase. That's right. I want us to retire the term, but I know it's not going to happen. Um, collectively, it's just not. We like to have fun with it, but it's played and it's damaging to your sexual psyche. You're not having a hoe phase. You're enjoying sexual freedom. Like you get to have sex. You get to enjoy pleasure. You get to feel all the sensations that come with it. And none of that has anything to do with the phase except for a growth phase. Once you start letting go of all of the socialization that you hold on to around sex and sexuality. Um, you didn't have a whole phase. If you think you had a whole phase in the back way back in the day, go back through and look at it. Look at what it looked like. Was that a phase or were you experiencing sex? Um, You keep telling yourself repeatedly that you're doing something or that you have done something sexually that is, um, that you're holding negative energy around. It's, It's damaging and undermining your sexual healing. None of this magic will work if you keep repeating shaming mantras to yourself. So stop it. That's today's Proho tip. All right. Um, And I guess it's just brought to you by my Patreon. So go check it out. Patreon.com forward slash ATL Tantra. And on with the show. Can we talk about hymens for a little bit? (laughs) 
First, I want to acknowledge everybody that's out there who was triggered at all by this past week's um, Hyman news. Like, it was really ridiculous, and I was taken aback by the fact that not being born in a medieval society, allegedly, that we're still discussing Hyman's and how they relate to virginity and even a value on any concept of virginity. But here we are. Um, um, I am really bothered that people who also can't find the G-spot and typically don't have any concept of clitoral anatomy are all of a sudden um, opinionated on hymens. But here we are, Atlanta. Okay, first let's try to get all on the same page. Repeat after me. Virginity is a social construct. It's not real. It's not a thing. Having sex does not change you from one type of human to another. You're not a virgin one day, and then the next day, you're not a virgin. Um, you, you're not a virgin now. You never were. The entire concept of virginity, of bleeding after sex, painful sex, the whole myth of the tight vagina, all of this is rooted in controlling a woman's access to pleasure, and it is pure, unadulterated bullshit. It's what keeps women from coming, what keeps femme-bodied or female-bodied people from, from experiencing orgasmic pleasure. It's, it's, it's controlling through pain and glorifying pain for, um, in the case of sex. And it's, it's, it's 2019, y'all. Like, why are we still having this conversation? So anyway... Well, now that we got to that, I just wanted to make sure that we were all on the same page. Virginity is some bullshit. You're not a virgin now. You never were. Okay, it's like seven up, never had it, never will. And um, yes, the hymen does have a purpose. And that purpose is not related to sex. The hymen is there to protect your baby pussy. When you are younger and you have a pussy, it needs a little bit more protection than it does as you get older, which is why the hymen is very thick as a baby and then thins out and is easily removed um, or easily broken. As, um, as we get older, the women have been killed for this membrane, which is um, why I think it's so triggering. It's ridiculous. I know more people, you know, that we've reached out to. And um, when I was an HIV counselor and educator and tester who were having anal sex and didn't have any education around anal sex and therefore having very high risk sex in an effort to hold on to this hymen. It's just not making any sense. Um it's mortifying to me that a woman who's 18 years old had her hymen become national news. Like, that is mortifying in so many ways. Um, but I think it just highlights that these so-called guardians of chastity that we have, the father figures with the shotguns, um, they don't see women as anything more than a commodity to be traded. And that's where this concept comes from. And I saw a lot of people, a lot of men cis men 
really complaining about, well, you know, you these women, you know, anybody that says he's wrong doesn't have a daddy. I have a daddy. My daddy has passed on. He's an ancestor now. But my dad was a figure in my life. I have brothers. I have a, I had a stepdad. Um, this is, I don't have daddy issues. Controlling a woman's body and her ability to experience pleasure has nothing to do with daddy issues. In fact, the daddy has the issue. Like, daddy has issues. It's it's insane to me. Um, what is the age where, and I, I ask this to those of you that are fathers that are listening, what is the age where, you, where your daughter is allowed to feel pleasure? Why are you guarding that? Why is this your responsibility? I, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me at all. I'm trying to make it make sense. And it just doesn't. When do women get to experience pleasure? Because um, the woman in question is 18, so that's not old enough. At what point does the woman gain autonomy over her own body? And why are dads so hell-bent on protecting women from experiencing their womanhood, from living as women? What is this, um, like, uh, infantizing of girls that just continues? It's so little dick energy. This whole idea is little dick energy. And anybody that is, um, you know, kind of rooting behind it and, and speaking on it is just rocking the fuck out some little dick energy. You... Why are you so hell-bent on making sure that women experience pain and sex? That's what you're doing. Um, and this whole this whole past week or week and a half now, it just highlights that, one, a society doesn't know jack shit about the human body. Um, Shola Awerwa said that people know more about their cars than they do their bodies, and you don't know that much about your cars, and that's true. We tend to just kind of move around in this way. Like we, we don't want to know about our own bodies. It's stupid. Um, it also highlighted how little society values the female body and how little society cares about a woman's pleasure, which is why this this freedom that I talk about in Tantra, um, this is what it offers you. And so if you're still wrapped up in that shit, Maybe now is the time to start stepping away from that and questioning what you've always known to be what it is and move into, um, you know, start investigating other other philosophies like like Tantra and Buddhism and, and start understanding sacred sexuality a little bit more in depth, in depth because this is, this is played, y'all. Yeah, it's played. Okay, well. Speaking of pleasure, I guess that's a good way to segue into the conversation about our own pleasure and learning um, what it looks like to receive, learning when we are ready to receive and how to communicate that. So I recently wrapped up another one of my um, Art of Receiving classes. And the Art of Receiving, I always tell people it's my favorite class to teach for a couple of reasons. But for one, it was really the first class that I ever taught in Tantra. I had moved from Hawaii to Oakland, um, engaging in a relationship from, re-engaging in a relationship from many, many moons ago um, with a dear love of mine and really fell in love with the Bay Area. I opened up my Tantra practice in Berkeley 
and um, decided I would start teaching classes. And so my first class was this class on learning how to receive. And what the catalyst behind that really was, most of my clients that would come see me, and keep in mind at the time, most of my clients were men, really had a hard time just allowing. The allowing was so difficult for them. The turning off of the need to do something, turning that switch off and just allowing yourself to receive, it turns out that's way more problematic than you would think. Um, and so, and to stay present in that. So what I would get is two sides. I'd either get someone that would fall asleep right away because the being present was overwhelming, or maybe, I mean, that's one of the reasons. It could also just be that general exhaustion of day-to-day life and finally going to a space where you can experience trust and, and just kind of collapsing. But but being present in the session was very difficult for for men. So they, either they would have to fall asleep or more often than not, they would feel like they were supposed to do something back, which was problematic for me because um, I don't I'm, I have a no-touch rule. And so I'm offering touch to you, not the other way around. It's always a, a really um, kind of almost a tap on the, on the little ego there when I remind people that, say, hey, listen, so I'm a professional and I want to offer you a bit of some professional touch. I want to offer you some professional healing. You are not a professional. When I want someone to offer me touch, I will go to a professional just like you. Um, a lot of people don't know how to offer touch because they haven't really allowed themselves to learn how to receive touch. And you really can't do much good at giving until you're really good at getting. It's kind of a catch-22. So I thought I would teach this class, start teaching this class, and it it proved to be um, successful the first time around. I got several clients that came through. It was probably my most male heavy class outside of my semen retention workshops to date. Um, I just hosted it again here in Atlanta, and it was a lot, it was very different in that I had a lot of couples in the class, and we went through some exercises um, for just learning to receive. And you, I'm I'm always just taken aback by by the reality of, of touch and how our body responds. It's amazing to me. I love my work. I love working in touch. I love working with the human body. I love working in a sexual, sensual, erotic space. And I love learning and witnessing how people um, respond to touch, how our bodies kind of stop us from doing more. It's all very, um, very enlightening. And it's one of my one of my favorite quotes from Siddhartha is the quote where um, it starts. So she so she thoroughly taught him that one cannot take pleasure without giving pleasure, and that every gesture, every caress, every touch, every glance, every last bit of the body has its secret, which brings happiness to the person who knows how to wake it. And it, I, I use that quote often in, in my class because we are brainwashed into this concept that we're just, you know, we're natural born givers and we are not natural born givers. 
right? The concept of it's better to give than to receive is um, taken so far out of context that we don't, we, we try to embody this thing that goes against who we are. It is better to receive than to give, of course. Of course, it's better for you to allow your body to experience the full run of emotions that it gets to experience as a human. It's great to give too, but it's definitely better to receive. It's better in the body. It's better in in the practice of releasing ourselves from desire, just allowing ourselves to receive the things that we want and to stop putting up walls between our pleasure and ourselves, our, our, our sensuality and our spirituality. It changes things when we start to look at look at it very different. And it really also um, kind of, I think, fast forwards us into the healing process. Um, we start to be responsible, acknowledge the responsibility for ourselves, and we allow ourselves to consent to an experience that we want, that we desire, and to speak about that. And there's power in that. There's power in receiving. Um, and so I challenge you to really kind of take a moment. And I like to tell lovers to pull straws, pull straws and see who is going to be the giver and who's going to be the receiver today. And not like who's going to go first. But today, you're just going to receive and to learn how to be in that moment and be okay that when it becomes overwhelming, you know, that you guys have agreed beforehand that once it becomes overwhelming, I'm going to say this safe word or I'm going to let you know and then we'll just move into a different space where we're just cuddling and holding each other or talking or where you just leave me the fuck alone and I can just sit in my breath and kind of process what just happened because sometimes it will be overwhelming especially when we're not used to receiving. And um, and a lot of times we don't realize that we're just not used to it. We think we're getting something in 69 and we're working the whole time. So I hate 69. Um, just allowing yourself to be in the moment and to just receive. Give it a try. Take it for a whirl. I promise that it will, um, it will change and it will help you identify what feels good to you, which is such an integral part of this life and succeeding at it, learning what actually feels good for you. We easily identify what we don't like, but the making a list of things that bring you absolute pleasure, that's challenging for a lot of people. So um, move into a space where you could just receive and start to figure that shit out. All right. Um, finally, I want to talk today a little bit about um, the perfect blowjob because this is the Fix Your Sex podcast. And um, I was recently at an event where someone was uh, doing the blowjob technique with like cucumbers and um, and I think it was grapefruits and uh, just a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and um, I... I I was confused in many ways. I know I've seen it on TV and I've heard about it, but I'm not putting grapefruits and I'm not putting um, grapefruit acid and I'm not putting cucumbers inside of me, right? This is just me. I'm not yucking anybody's yum. 
It's just my pussy is not going to take it. My asshole is not going to take it. I don't want to deal with a change of pH. I don't want to deal with any of this. I know what works for me. What works for me is is not food in my cooch. I learned that one when I was like 17. So I'm not going back. You know, I don't have to keep going through the same bad experiences over and over to try and figure it out. I got it right away. Fruit and my yoni. Not not friends. Not strawberries and chocolate. No whipped cream. No um, raspberry flavored edible panties. All of that is staying away from my pussy because I like for I like to taste my pussy. I like the way it tastes, and I know that when I taste it and something's off, that something's disrupted the pH, and I gotta figure out what I did. And so um, I can have a lot of fun without without bringing a fruit salad into my bedroom. You may you may see things differently and you may be fine and that's okay too. So I guess that just goes to show, first of all, there probably isn't a perfect blowjob. There's so many variations to, um, and I'm speaking specifically fellatio. When I'm talking about a blowjob, we'll get to kind of link us on another episode. But fellatio varies because penises vary. Some of them are curved and some of them are straight. Some are circumcised and some are not. Some are made of human flesh and some are made of new skin and strap-ons. So offering a blowjob is going to vary as well. The perfect blowjob exists only in the mind of your partner. And so there's a lot of communication that has to happen. And we don't like to communicate about sex. It's like the taboo thing, even when we're doing the sex. So it's really important that you realize in order to start to move towards the perfect blowjob for the particular lover that you're with, you really got to have to ask some questions about their pleasure, about what feels good, what they like. And I, you know, we do pleasure mapping. We use a scale. Um, so that way you're not just repeating over and over again. Mm, yeah, I like that. Mm, yeah, I like that. You like that? Yeah, I like that. That, that gets old and it doesn't really tell me anything. So I like to use numbers um, like on a scale of one to five. One being, please don't do that ever again. And five being, holy fuck, stay there forever. Where Where is this number? What does this feel like to you? Uh, and letting them process. And then, you know, communicating around that. Having a playful, fun, pleasure mapping date with just oral is a great, you know, a great way to kick off some some excitement for the for the winter you know now what what's really working so the first step is just making sure that um that there's some communication happening lots of communication i recently not recently a while ago um lost a bet and had to give a blowjob for um 15 minutes so i had to set the timer and suck all the way through for 15 minutes i mean this was obviously a fun bet with me and a lover it wasn't like uh, I, this was not out at the bar, um, and I'm not knocking it. Go ahead, make make dick sucking bets at the bar. That's fine, but for me, this was this was at home, and um, I remember setting the timer and thinking, 15 minutes. I do this all the time, no big deal. But the bet was that I had to suck, I had to keep the penis in the mouth for the whole 15 minutes, and I realized that's something I absolutely don't do. And don't just continuously suck for 15 minutes for a few reasons. But one is that 
when I'm a human and my jaws will get tired <laughs> after a while. But the other is that I am so excited about the whole body when I'm sucking dick that I'm really looking all around, right? I'm, I'm paying attention to the way breath is moving. Um, I'm backing off. I'm I'm using the, the, you know, I'm playing with the scrotum. I'm kissing on the inner thighs. And I, to me, miss, I don't have a penis. I'm thinking that the perfect blowjob is this fun dance that I do where I kind of am, you know, using my hand and, and sucking and kissing all over the body. Whereas after that 15 minutes, my jaws were tired, but I looked up and my partner was in bliss. It was just like the most exciting thing. There was no point of overstimulation um, that he just really enjoyed every moment of it and felt like it was five minutes instead of 15 minutes. And uh, it changed my perspective, let's just say, on on like what I thought I was doing. Because we had communicated a lot around oral sex. I mean, we talked so much about sex and sexuality and positions and what we likes, what, what our likes are and what our dislikes are that I was just surprised that here I am looking up and seeing something totally different um, without using as much hand and without all the other maybe theatrics that I was throwing in because I want this super sensual everything. One of the things that I had to do, though, that really changed how I was offering the blowjob because of the 15 minutes was I slowed down a lot. Because I, you know, it's like, and I move pretty slow, just so we're clear. When and I love slow sex, like super slow. So I'm already pretty moving in my mind, moving pretty slow. But you know, minute twelve, I'm moving real slow. And that was when, um, that was when that aha moment happened. Now I've done oming, so I know I like fifteen minutes of clitoral stimulation. I know this. Um, I just, I didn't think inside the mouth was was where it was at. So, which is really silly. Um, of course, somebody wants you to completely just suck their dick for 15 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour. Um, but it was the slowing down that really changed the face and the breathing pattern. I noticed that the slower I got, um, that the more calm the breath was, and the harder he would get. And so it was starting to excite me towards the end, even though my mouth was like, okay, sucking for 15 minutes might not be my thing. That might be something we part out to another lover. Um, but, but <laughs> which is one of the joys of, of not being in a monogamous relationship. Like, hey, you want you want 30 minute straight head blowjobs. I may try that every now and then, but that might not be my full jam. So, um, but but so-and-so over here, she loves just to suck dick for an hour and a half. So that's, let's bring her in for that. That's the, you, you can establish your loving, conscious relationship with her and enjoy the types of sex that you like with her. I'm going to go do my thing over here. But, um, but it did teach me a little bit about, about what that perfect blowjob looks like for my lover. And, and it, that's going to vary for a lot of people. I realized I was bringing in some baggage. Because for other lovers, I've had continuous head stimulation um, was much for them. And also 
oftentimes with 15 minutes of blowjob, um, they would, they would come. And then that, there was no incentive for me if I wanted to receive as well. Now, if I was just offering myself as the giver in that moment, that's different. But, you know, if I'm offering head and I think I'm going to have sex afterwards in 15 minutes of my head's not going to work for most people. My partner um, practices semen retention and has a very um, strong practice in it. So 15 minutes of oral stimulation is just pleasure. It's, it's amazing pleasure for him. And that's, that's a different, um, you know, it's a different experience as well. So a tip, right. For that I learned from that experience was just like checking some of the sexual baggage we have, because a lot of that we carry in, we do, we're experienced lovers. And so we're carrying in our experience, good and bad and other and indifferent. Um, so, you know, it's not, not even judging the type of baggage I was bringing in, but just realizing that I had brought in some baggage and was that baggage was in the room when I was sucking dick. Right. Um, so changing that, checking your baggage, seeing what, what you're bringing in. Um, hydration is my other tip. And I say this because if you are dehydrated in your body, everything's dehydrated. There's not a magical source of water that's hanging out somewhere waiting for you to move into sex. Your body is um, drying up. You are becoming a raisin all over the place. That's going to affect blood flow. Blood flow is how we sense arousal in our genitals. So um, don't do that. Also, when you're giving head, if you're dehydrated, you may get cotton mouth. And you know what cotton mouth feels like on a dick? Ask a friend. I'm pretty sure they're going to tell you that's not what they want. Nice, wet, sloppy blowjobs have been the preferred way to suck dick or to receive head from almost everyone that I've asked. And I've seen a lot of penises in my life. So um, this is not a scientific study. This is just, you know, evidence based <laughs> from from my practice over the last 15 years. So um, making sure that that you're hydrated and that there's water in your system so that you are able to produce enough saliva to make sure that that blowjob is wet and lovely. And if you're not, if you have a hard time producing saliva, I find that using coconut oil, because you can eat it and it's full of great um, fat, that, and if you're not allergic to coconuts, obviously, and your lover is not allergic to coconuts, obviously, that having that can also stimulate saliva production in the mouth. And until that moment happens, there's enough lubrication where it feels good. It's also great for the skin and the lips. So it's like, you know, it's like a facial while you're sucking dick. Who doesn't want that? Anyway, so that's my, um, that's all I got from my, my how to give the perfect blowjob because I don't know really what it is. It's going to be different for her lover, but I do know that grapefruits aren't a part of it. Not for me. Um, and I don't know how long it is, but you get to ask these questions and I challenge you to lose a couple bets or set a couple timers and be dedicated to a practice of sucking dick. If that's what you're going to do, 
Like, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to work on this for four minutes. If you don't like giving hit, and I know there's somebody out there today who's listening to this and thinking, gross, I'm not, it's just not me. Um, What's a couple things you can do? You can part that job out. That's my favorite thing to do. I don't want to do this. I'm going to hire a cleaning lady. I want to clean. I, you know, whatever it is. So if it's not your thing, you can part it out. But I know some of you are monogamous and you're like, there's no fucking way I'm letting somebody else suck my man's dick. Um, And so for that, I say figure out what it is that you don't like about sucking dick. Like really spend some time understanding and listening and honoring who you are. Figure out why you don't want to do that act. And discuss that with your partner and see if maybe there's some healing that you can do around it. Sometimes it's simply that I don't know what I'm doing so I don't feel comfortable. And when you start to break it all down, it comes down to some fear of the unknown. Um, hire a sex coach. Call me. Call somebody in your neighborhood. We're everywhere. And get some help on on learning how so that you can have the confidence around it. Because when I'm confident about something, I love to do it. Like, I'm confident about the way that I cook. And there is nothing I love to do more than to cook for a group of people. It's amazing. I'm confident about the way I suck dick. So I love to offer head. Like, it. I know it's good. I know that um, that someone's going to enjoy it and I'm going to get a kick out of the enjoyment. So for me, you know, that confidence is there. I would say get that confidence up and or figure out what it is. Maybe it's not confidence. Maybe you don't like hair or maybe your partner has a certain scent or the soaps or the perfumes. There's so many reasons to think about. Um, I just don't like it is not a reason to me. Um, I'm okay with honoring that you don't like it and being like, I'm I'm not gonna work with I'm not gonna work on it. And I don't want to know. I just don't like it, and that's where I'm leaving it. That's fine to say that, but just don't like it is not a reason. And so, if you want to, you know, figure it out, then that's available to you. All right. Well, that's I think that's it. That's all I got time for anyway. Um, thank you for tuning in and for being on for being a part of this journey. I hope to see you soon. Uh, We have Sip and Touch coming up, which is my big massage orgy that I have here in Atlanta. We basically have about 15 massage tables throughout the venue. And there's music and um, there's food and drinks, of course, because it's a Sip and Touch. And then I teach you how to offer erotic touch, how to offer healing touch to a partner. You can bring a partner of your own or you can find one there. I have a sexy ass group of people that come to my event. So you'll be fine if you are solo, but that's on Saturday. Um, so hurry, get t- get your tickets. VIP is already sold out. And um, general admission is almost, early bird general admission is almost sold out too. So that's coming up. And then also my Yoni Day party is coming up. So please do uh, check out 
the Patreon page for your invitation to the Yoni Day Party. If you want to learn more about Yoni Eggs and becoming a Yoni Egg Vendor, um, check that out and reach out to me. Thank you, um, and I'll see you soon. Until then, go have some great sex. Aloha and ahuiho. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.